Well, hopefully people are getting used to us taking weeks off whenever we feel like it now. We've always taken weeks off whenever we feel like it. <laughs> we had a busy week, mm-hmm. busy weekend, mm-hmm. as we went away. We did. And we got shirts to prove it. Yeah, it went to Maine. Maine. Well, your shirt actually doesn't prove that you went to Maine. It's the whole of New England, though. You could have gone anywhere. You could have gone to New Hampshire, Vermont. Maine is closest to my heart. Oh. Because if you're just listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking about. It's the heart on the other side. Oh, that's my right. heart's right here. That's right side. <laughs> that's where your heart is. <laughs> it's good. It's Biology good is, Biology is yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> I, I was doing the reverse if I had to guide well, it. Some turn people, myself. maybe. Yes, we so, went yeah. away. We had a little getaway weekend thanks to my parents. Thank you, Mom and Dad, mm-hmm. if you're listening. But I don't think you really listen anymore because why? Why listen? It's. <laughs> <laughs> I why mean... would anybody listen, as I continue to say? <laughs> That's nice. That's really, really nice. Um, yeah, so we were blessed to be able to go celebrate our 18th anniversary a month after it happened and enjoy the beauty of... What was it called? Where were we? Oh, Georgetown Island. Georgetown, Georgetown Island. Just we were on south an of island. Bath, Maine. Mm-hmm. It was really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. We're on the river, and we went kayaking. And mm-hmm. I have a, I have a battle scar to prove that. I still have a blister that popped and is healing now from kayaking too hard, apparently. Mm-hmm. And. Did Sounds some hiking. Kayak too hard. I know, apparently, I I was heavy-handed on the right hand, which makes sense. I'm right-handed, but like I asked you, I mean, do professional kayakers like they wear anything to protect their hands, or they just go for it? Maybe you're listening and you're a kayaker. I don't know any professional us. kayakers. Or not even professional. Do you think they make a lot of money, professional no, kayakers? That's not really like, what I meant. Do they have the endorsements and I stuff? I meant like someone who who kayaks on a How regular basis. How does one basis. become a professional kayaker? Doing it a lot. <laughs> and you're good at it. Well, to be professional, I would presume you're being paid. Okay. So maybe professional maybe there are, though. the proper but maybe there are. word. But I mean people who kayak on a regular basis and, and they're and, very good at it. And maybe there's a one professional kayaker who listens to Raising Eight. That'd be amazing. <laughs> 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 what are the chances? Slim. <laughs> Pretty slim. Slim to none. But my question is about your hands because my hands in that hour and a half of kayaking were just... I got blisters everywhere. It's very sad. That's just a normal thing, but you didn't, though. No, but I already had some calluses from golfing earlier that week. So it's just like a normal thing. You think if you do it a lot, well, I think you just you, develop I, the calluses. Yeah, and also it. learning not to overgrip it, certainly, and how to grip it. I figured out I was doing the same thing you were doing. Like just gripping with my thumbs around. It, it was awkwardly. Hitting up on the side of it. That's exactly. So that's just, exactly just, where it where it went. Yeah, the I just other changed one my grip. Starting, but and then I had but changing your grip. Then I had to put my thumbs. Then it was so awkward because my thumbs weren't going around. <clears throat> and so I and then I would forget and I'd go and I'd be like, "Ow!" What is the proper way? I don't know. We probably could look that up. 
I would like to know that. I've heard of this um, website called YouTube. Oh, I've never heard of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's your tube? Yep. Yeah. It's my, my tube. It's your tube. <laughs> it's, no, it's MySpace. Bring that back. So, yes, that was uh, that was really nice. We saw some wildlife. Yes. Some geese and ducks and saw an eagle. We saw a porcupine. That's the wildlife I was referring to. That's kind of a wild thing to see, like a random porcupine. I just didn't know they were just well, kind of hanging out. We and saw a porcupine in a tree. Sleeping. Sleeping, we think. Wow. We well, yelled at it and it didn't come down. Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> it shot us with its quills. quills and it would have been like a big cartoon. So we were walking and on this trail and... I saw this fuzz ball in a tree and immediately like I'm thinking Maine, a fuzz ball in a tree. This is, this is probably a baby bear. And so I, I stopped and said, pointed and said to you, what is that? And you looked and you were like, I have no idea. So we backed up and then you thought, I said, is it a bear? And you're like, well, if it's a baby bear, the mama's probably around. So we started like clapping and doing this whole loud, you know, and this thing isn't moving at all. No. So we figured this thing might be dead. Whatever it is, it might be dead, like impaled in a tree or something, which was so weird. So as we got up closer and we went really, really fast, we turned around to really get like the good look at it and we still didn't really know. You kind of suspected but the quills didn't look like typical quills that you think of a porcupine. But that's because they weren't sticking out. Right. They were all it was all it had its it head sleeping. like tucked in. And so when we got back, you looked up like porcupines and trees. Oh, is that what you looked you actually looked up porcupine? Because you thought Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah. I thought you just looked up like fuzzy nope. thing and tree and found that it was a porcupine. Yep. I looked up porcupine. And they sleep in trees. They do. Curled up just like that. Yes. With their claws out. We could see all four of its little paws and claws kind of like spread out kind of weird. That's why I thought it was dead. It was kind they were kind of gripped onto branches, but the bottom probably to make sure that they wouldn't fall. And one of the paws too was on a small branch. Hmm. So yeah, that so that was exciting. That was our adventure with nature. The adventure with nature. Mm -hmm. We saw a little lighthouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Small little lighthouse. We climbed the highest, the well, we summited Higgins Mountain. Huge mountain. Solid 250 feet above sea level. <laughs> Real tough climb. <laughs> Took us hours. <laughs> <laughs> but as I told a friend of mine whose husband is very similar to you in that on vacation, she'll he'll say, oh, yeah, this is an easy hike, and then takes the whole family up this horrendous hike that everybody's like, oh, on. And so I told her about our little 250, you know, whatever feet above sea level hike, and she laughed, and I said it was really good because nothing we did, because we weren't in New Hampshire mountains. We were in Maine coastland. Right. And there really weren't mountains, so everything was like a nature trail, which was right up my alley. <laughs> Still got a good workout yeah, in the didn't. day. We got a really good workout, but it was not so strenuous that I thought I was going to die. Agreed. It was nice. And that was good. And the weather was gorgeous, just yes. like it was down here. Apparently, it was gorgeous down mm-hmm. here also. Yeah, it was a real blessing. Yep. And so um, it got me thinking because a friend of mine had said when I told her I was going away and she said something about um, 
I just am trying to get a, on a date night with my husband. I haven't had a date night with him. I don't know. Maybe she said seven years or something mm. like that. And I said, oh, man, you got to do that. And I, you know, I don't think we can state it enough how important it is to even just do really cheap date nights where you're just going away from the house to spend some time without the kids. It's really important. It's important to reconnect and just not kind of take off the I'm the mom always needed hat and just be your wife, you know, for just a weekend, not having to deal with everything else that we're always juggling and same with you. And I think that it's really important. Yep. Agreed. I know we've done, you know, we've said it on multiple podcasts and stuff, well, but we might have new listeners and yeah. they might need encouragement to get that date night and again, make it a habit of spending time together. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're if you're at home putting kids to bed, focus on doing something other than watching TV once in a while and they play a game or just do something to make it special and focus on each other for a little bit of time. What? <laughs> Sometimes playing games. Well, for I did us think that. I wasn't turns, gonna turn this negative turns, though, but you are. Um, yeah. Well, because you know, we're both very competitive and there are certain times where certain of us I'll name a name. It's me usually. But you do get competitive too with me. But I will get like angry competitive that you beat me so many times or something or and then it turns into like a fight. So don't play games. <laughs> you know what? Play games if you can. If it's good for your marriage, play games. If it's not good for your marriage, you know, play them sparingly <laughs> or pick and choose the type of game that you play. Or pick and choose the words you use as you're playing the games. All those things. <laughs> Most importantly, spend time together. Exactly. Well, welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. <laughs> A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Play games, people. Play games. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a game. Life is a game. Life is like a box of chocolates. Life is a highway. Mm-hmm. Any other cliches? No. Okay. All right, so um, let's do scripture on scripture for this week. I feel like there should be like some theme music for it. You should. We should get. Want me to write a little um, scripture, a little unscripted ditty. ditty? A little ditty. I could do that. So this is for um, be May twenty second, which is the sixth, the sixth Sunday of Easter. Mm-hmm. Already. Wow. Okay, so this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the father who sent me. I have told you this while I'm with you. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we're continuing on uh, working through the Last Supper discourse um, that John writes about. 
Um, and last week, um, which we didn't do one for last week. Correct. Um, and last week's gospel was fairly simple. It was Jesus reminding us of the new commandment that he's giving us, which wasn't new, of course, but he's giving it to us as the son, as the as God, God who came to earth, who became human, reminding us that the greatest commandment after loving God is loving one's neighbor. So he's picking up, he's continuing that theme here, right? Where he talks about whoever loves me or my whoever loves me will keep my word. When we do that, my father will love the one who does that. And then that key word and make, we will come and make our dwelling with him. With course, he's then bridges into the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love how, you know, He's telling you, he's telling them what she's really, he's really speaking to us. I mean, obviously scripture speaks to us, but there's a, you know, I've told you this while I'm with you, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And so obviously none of us were blessed to be there at this time where the church, you know, post Jesus being on earth. And so we need the Holy Spirit in order to continue to guide us and to remind us like, I love how he just calls out our human nature. We're human. We forget stuff. We forget that we forget the basic messages of our faith, that he loves us, that we're supposed to love him, that we're supposed to love our neighbor. We we need a constant, constant reminder. And that's why the church in her wisdom gives us passages every year, every cycle. We hear these readings because we need to be reminded that the Holy Spirit will guide us. We don't have to be afraid a good message for for all the time but there's so many people that live in fear and that don't seek the guidance of the holy spirit anything else well i mean it you know he reminds us right um when i'm going to give you the world can't give you what i'm about to give you the world can't give you and and i think it could be a trap for christians to think that this is all there is. We can kind of get focused a little too much on what's happening here and now. I think it's um, Cardinal Ratzinger, who eventually became Pope Benedict the 16th, of course, talks about, talked about one of his speeches about the idea of that the kingdom of God is like a political utopia here on earth. And he chastises people who think that way. Because there are a lot of people who think this is where this is all supposed to be happening. Just do this in the world and look like the world and we just do all that it's but no the, you can it's not how that's not the starting point the kingdom of god as ratziger says is god is god wanting to be in relationship with us which jesus is reminding us here he wants to be in relationship with us and he helps us to do that by giving us the holy spirit that allows us to enter more fully into well a to love god as we're called to and then therefore love neighbor and the world can't give us that mm. And he talks about the peace, the peace that I give. Yeah. And he says that in multiple other places, obviously, in the in the New Testament, about the peace that he gives is unlike the peace of the world. So even when we feel like, you know, oh, so peaceful, maybe I, whatever, I'm successful in this or I'm, you know, worldly things. And we feel a sense of peace. And that's that's good. That's a good level of peace on a natural level. But then that's nothing compared to the peace that 
only God can give us, Christ can give us peace in the middle of a storm, mm. that we can be in the middle of suffering and have a peace. It doesn't mean we're happy. Like, eh, it's not right. the same thing as being like, yeah, this is awesome. I love suffering. But that that we have a peace inside of us that we are not in control, that yeah. this is out of our hands, that this is there's a higher cause to everything that's happening. We can't see it. Why does suffering happen? We don't know why, but he does. And so we can surrender that. I was just listening. It's funny. I would just um, uh, watch the video. Um, uh, James Peterson. That, do I have that right? Is that who it is? Why am I drawing I blank? So. Yeah. yeah. It was just at Franciscan University this spring. Mm-hmm. And, with, and he and uh, Father Dave Pavanka had kind of a back and forth. And they just posted a video a couple of days ago talking about suffering. And James Peterson is doing whatever he does. Jordan Peterson. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. I'm saying James. Yeah, I don't not know James. why. James Peterson. Jordan. Is who you're thinking of. <laughs> James Peterson. Yeah. Jordan, 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 Peterson. Jordan Peterson. So he's talking about. Um, he was talking about suffering, and Father Pavanka then talks about. It was really a beautiful exchange, but Pavanka kind of says, "I believe, like, if we can, when we find Christ in suffering, because that's where Christ. Mm. That's why he died. He took on all suffering, and when we're able to." meet and find Christ in suffering, we're far more easily able to see him everywhere else mm. in our lives and in, in the world. But there's, there's something about there. in our hurt that's and our pain and our suffering that we can encounter him. And that's why he can say, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. <laughs> Literally just today, the, this quote was, okay, this is um, the servant of God, Dorothy Day. Just today, she's the quote in the Magnificat was, um, the mystery of suffering. I feel presumptuous in writing so high and lofty a thing. It's because I'm not now suffering that I can write, but it's also because I have suffered in the past that I can write. I write to comfort others that I have been comforted. The word comfort, too, means to be strong together, to have fortitude together. There is the reminder of community. Once when I suffered and sat in church in a misery while waves and billows passed over me, I suddenly thought with exultation, I am sharing suffering. And it was immediately lightened. Mm. I love that. And and there is this, you know, Christ says, put your burdens on me, lay your burdens on me. My yoke is... or. Right? Am I quoting that wrong? My yoke is easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, right? That he, when we unite our suffering, it's, we're suffering with him. We're, we're taking on his suffering. He's taking on our suffering. And there's this sharing of suffering that happens and it's lightened and we're, we're able to have peace. It doesn't make it easy because suffering is awful and it's hard and nobody wants that. And it's not, but so many saints can say there was there was a type of joy in the midst of suffering because yeah. of turning towards Christ and uniting it with Christ. Not just, whoa, to me, this is awful. You know, I'm in the worst situation, blah, blah, blah. And then wallowing in it, but uniting it and and it becomes a most powerful prayer. And actually, this is a friend of mine. Um, she's She's pregnant. She's got a horrible, horrible pregnancy. It's her first pregnancy um, and just... She's just been so sick, like just awful. And uh, she said, you know, it dawned on me that I can really offer this suffering. And she just told me about a couple people. And I was one of them for all you know, my surgery next week. And I was just so just 
moved that she chose me to kind of offer this suffering along with some other people. And she said, I'm not saying it's me, but like really awesome things are happening for these people that I'm, she's like, I know the same is going to happen to you. And I said, it's not necessarily that it's you, but you're offering suffering. It's like the strongest prayer you can possibly offer for someone is this, you're, instead of you wallowing, you're like turning it around and making it a prayer. And that's power. That is powerful praying. And so it was just so beautiful. So anyway, we can do that in our suffering. And I think teaching our children, um, I was just talking to one of our kids today about that, you know, turning our suffering around, but also taking opportunities, like difficult opportunities that come and asking the Lord, what what do you want from me in this situation? Where, where do you want me to grow in this situation? And taking it to our prayer, because being anxious about something that's going to happen or whatever it is, taking it to prayer and saying, okay, God, what do you want to do with me in this? Because he's got something to do with us and calling on the Holy Spirit. And asking, okay, Holy Spirit, come, please come and be with me and help me to see what God is doing here in my life and how he's calling me to be closer to him in this moment, as in every moment, but in this moment in particular with the suffering or what we're going through. Yeah. I mean, in those, and, and in those moments, you know, the beauty of, you know, God is always looking to make us new creations, right? I mean, this is the beauty of the Christian journey and Christian life. And so whether you're struggling with sin or you're struggling with some type of physical health, you know, health issues or financial issues or relationship issue, whatever it is, any of the stuff that we might be struggling with, rem- remembering that Christ is in there, we will, we, we literally will sh- encounter Jesus. And might, again, it might not be that, as you said, this, woo, yay, mm-hmm. but knowing that Christ is there. Mm-hmm. Having that knowledge, being confident in that, and also counting on that coming through that, something Jesus is going to do something to us and with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, how many times do you, I know in my life, I've come through something bad and look back on it. And a lot, and sometimes, you know, better than others, where I'm really focusing, I know that you're here, your will be done, I'm trusting in you. Mm-hmm. There's a peace that comes with that, even though it doesn't solve your problems. But then, next thing you know, looking back on that, yeah, and seeing oh my words, how, look how God was yeah, working or how this. did I gr- look how much I've how, grown, yeah. or uh, the 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 sacrifice of that suffering bore fruit for other people, especially if I was intentional and in trying to pray for them mm-hmm. as I'm trying to yeah, I think that's such an important part of the the Christian life, and this is this is where it's not. This is not prosperity gospel stuff. That's a whole other weird extreme of if you just love God, you're going to be rich. Everything's going to go yeah, well. Yeah, it's all going to be perfect here yeah. on earth. But Jesus is reminding us, world's not going to give you. Right. And that doesn't mean God just want to bless us abundantly. God does want us to bless us abundantly. But the most important thing that God wants to give us has to do with our souls. And the world can't do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And they, that gets accomplished through, through, obviously, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives and our souls. And so, yeah. Um, so you have this, this reading in the course, this is leading into the feast of the Ascension, mm-hmm. Holy day of obligation folks. And some dioceses actually still celebrate it on the actual feast of the Ascension, which is always on a Thursday. Um, some dioceses only, I think most dioceses in the United States only celebrate it on the Sunday. I think it's mm-hmm. next. Oh, it might be this Sunday actually. There's only a handful or of dioceses I I that actually we're one of them. Sunday after Sunday, I think Sunday after the, that do the Thursday. Yeah, as the holy day. I think it's Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Maine, and then like, like New York or Phoenix something. Or or I New forget. York. Yeah, it's it's not that it many. was another. It was a handful. 
But, you know, great, obviously a great feast of when Jesus, and he's pointing to that here, I'm, you, you should be happy I'm going to the Father. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing, because once I go to the Father, I next thing you the I'm going to send Spirit. you the Holy Spirit 10 days later. Yep. And I'm showing, I'm paving the way for you to come to the Father, yeah. is basically what he's showing. Yeah. Like he's coming up there, and he's preparing mansions for us up there yeah. that are, he's paving the way and creating a place for us to come. For eternity. Yeah, so it's two great, two great feasts coming to close the season of Easter, uh, the Feast of the Ascension and Pentecost. We'll talk about Pentecost um, well, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Did you forget that the video is on? Why? You haven't looked at it at all. I had no reason to look at them. Doesn't want to look at you. Plus, this was running long, so I'm not sure how long this video is going to be. This is the longest scripture unscripted we scripture unscripted we've ever done. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's all we want to talk about. Fine. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk Not about really. tonight? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I don't know what else to... We're tired. Yeah, we're tired. There's a lot going on. You guys mm-hmm. know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. And we so... We had to be up early today. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. I know you. we've got your surgery coming up, and so that's going to... Kind of be the uh, focus, but it's not the only thing going on, though. Nope, <laughs> it's, it's like a hundred things we, in the middle of all. Well, that. we have a first communion coming yes, up. Yes, that is a very exciting first communion. This Saturday, Celeste, number seven, is I know making her first it's so communion. So weird that there's literally after her, there's only one more child that receives first communion after that in our family. It's like crazy to think about. So that that's a big deal. It's a big deal. She's so excited. Yeah. So that's gonna be a real blessing. So oh, well, if you're listening, by pray, you know, for, pray her. for Celeste yes, as she please do. makes her first communion on Saturday. Um, yeah, and then you know we have uh, your surgery, which is a really big deal, and then um, we've got like friends coming in, coming to town, mm-hmm. some loyal listeners coming to town. Yep, and a godchild's first communion that same it's just weekend. A lot Memorial Day weekend, a lot going on. A lot going on. We have the Eucharistic Congress coming. Tickets are still available, by the way. Registration, pre-registration closes on May 22nd. JesusIsHereBoston.org. JesusIsHereBoston.org. I didn't buy a ticket. Should I buy a ticket? You don't need to buy a ticket. You're volunteering. Oh, that's right. Um, I'll be there at, at our table raising aid. Yes, and I, I'm sure I will drop Come by. Come see me. Um, I'll be raising aid alone. Because <laughs> we had so, thought about taking our children, and then we're like, no. "Really? Why would we do that?" It's I'll, a I'll be running around for adults, and we're gonna yeah. make our kids sit there like no. all day doing absolutely nothing while we man a table. No thanks. Like putting them on display just for what people to come by and say, "Oh wow, here's the kids in person." Yeah. No. We'll um. We'll let them stay here and enjoy the day by themselves. And I'll be busy working a lot, so it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming up and yeah, so it's a lot, a lot coming on, but we'll try to, we'll try to get even, if just, even if just quick half hour we episodes, we'll try to get them in and keep this thing going. I know you're so, you're so negative about it now. I, I just, I'm, I, I'm getting this such a negative. No, sense. no. Like I think like, part of it is I'm tired and, and it's, it's become, don't have anybody listening. we've got into the habit. I don't know. Blah, no, blah, people blah, are listening. blah, blah. People are listening, but they're not, they're going to stop quite frankly, if they keep hearing. No, no, oh, gonna, it's why, not that, why would though. you it's even not, listen? It's not that. Eeyore, Eeyore's <sighs> well, here. Now I, want, now I don't want to do this podcast bum, anymore. Bum, 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 bum. Be treated like that by you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think if we get out of the habit of doing it on Wednesday night, I think it'd be Wednesday night is rough. We, we, it is tough. Life to has do done it. that to us. We should do a Monday or a Tuesday again, or even a Sunday night if we just committed to doing the Sunday night. Because then at least you know that it's you're not waiting till we're not yeah, waiting until the last minute, like we're out, we're and then you the have gun. to hurry up and you've yeah. got to edit it and you've got to well, put it out there. We're just gonna be better. We have to be better. To we be were better. gone this Sunday and we came back on Monday. So in fairness, yeah, um, this, week was rough. this week was a very busy week. Rough. Well, we'll see. We, 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 we pray. We always pray about is it, if this is God's will, that he makes that as clear as possible to us. So we'll, mm-hmm. keep, we'll keep striving to do that. The two-year anniversary is actually coming up. Two years, really? In about a month, yeah. June? It was yeah. June? Yeah. Wow. That's right. It was 2020. Yeah. Wow. I I just I still can't wrap my brain around that. I feel like those these. I mean, I know everybody feels this way that the last two years was kind of a blur, and you just. I don't know. It's weird to think that was two years ago. It just seems. Agreed. Crazy. To the world's me. crazy. Cray cray. Well, we pray. We pray for you. All of you. We thank you. I don't know whose turn it is, Amok. I did. I did. We thank I took you. your. I took we your. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> for listening. I guess we're done. We're done now. So we're gonna thank you. I. I didn't know you were done talking, but we're done talking now. Yeah, I think so. Okay, we're wrapping up. Twenty nine minutes, folks. If we if we keep talking, it could be thirty minutes. Twenty twenty one. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Of raising eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.